0: So we just had the pleasure of interviewing Grace Conti for this podcast, and this is yeah. this is
1: fabulous. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, pleasure isn't even a strong enough word because no. it was an experience. It was like a. I feel like I. I don't know. I feel like I was outside of myself when I was talking to her. Like we were. Yeah. Our minds were melding. I think so. The three of us <laughs> had a trinity going on for sure. <laughs> yeah. It really was very, very special. Yeah. it was. This is one of our most special podcasts that right. we're so happy for you to be able to listen to. So yeah. we really hope you take the time to listen and enjoy and take it all in. Yeah. This is Debbie, by the way. And this is Wendy. So <laughs> we're so happy to have you. I'm so
0: happy to be here. Debbie and I had the pleasure of being in one of your workshops recently, and we both are new to the practice of Reiki. Mm -hmm. And so we were so excited about that class that we wanted to bring you on and have you share your work with our listeners. And I thank you so much. It's
2: an honor. And it's it's a wonderful space. And it was very um, touching to have you both present and open. Yes. To the whole process. Yeah, so, yeah. Yes. This is this is just a continuation of that. Th- that's right. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, right. To, get to meet more people in that in that
0: realm. Exactly. Which is beautiful. So give us your bio because it's rich and full, okay. and I wouldn't do it justice. Oh, <laughs> uh, You're so
2: kind. Um, well, I am a Brooklynite originally. I am a, was a special needs teacher, and then I went back for my second master's in theology, and bunch of certifications in pastoral care and um, a little bit of hospice work and a director of religious ed. So I began to just broaden my scope. And concurrently with my certification as a Reiki practitioner and then master, I also became a spiritual director. So that's a very specialized form of pastoral counseling. And um, each thing felt like Another piece to a puzzle of deeper integration, actually with my own self and my own process of self-compassion. So it was just another yes to myself first. Mm. And from that resounding yes came the capacity to be with others in in a fuller, deeper way and and a meaningful way. So that's how it all began. Um, Well, it really began out of tragedy. I had cancer at 26. Oh, wow. So I had two types of cancer. Um, I had just moved to New Jersey the year before, and um, I was pregnant with my son. And he was six months old, and I found a nodule. I found a bump by my collarbone. I was like, huh, that's odd. And uh, went to my doctor at Columbia Presbyterian because I had a thyroglossal duct cyst that I was born with. And uh, so thank goodness I knew where to go. Right. And he's like, "Mm, this doesn't look good. So I'm 26, a brand new homeowner. Yeah. Don't know anyone in New Jersey. And I am diagnosed with two out of the three of the thyroid cancers, follicular and papillary. One's more aggressive than the other. The third at that time was deadly. So that was 34 years ago. Yeah. And, um... So I had an active case of cancer for 28 years. I was a high-risk patient for those 28 years. Wow. Wow. So that began the spiritual quest to look at life from a perspective of there has to be more here, and I cannot just survive this. I need to thrive. Mm -hmm. So how do I develop a skill set that enables me to function well, raise my son, um, and at the time I only had a total thy not only, but a thyroidectomy and it had already sped- spread to my lymph nodes on one side. So they were aggressive in terms of the total thyroidectomy, but I did not have any nuclear medicine. So I, I, I was at risk and I kind of waited a little bit and then they were like, you should have another baby. And I'm like, are you sure I'm not going to die really soon because I want to be a responsible parent. And so I was encouraged. Um. To have my daughter, uh, which was another great blessing. So I think what happened for me is I had this duality in my life. I had all this newness Mm. and and co-creating and all this uh, tremendous gifts um, as a new mom. And at the same time, was diagnosed with a life-threatening disease. Wow.
0: I can't imagine the fear that you had. Well, and especially
1: at that age when we don't Mm -hmm. often think of death. You know that you know there's some kind of immortality that we have in our 20s for Mm -hmm. sure.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Although everyone knows death is there, we live with that. It's evident, but it isn't right in your face, and having to make
2: decisions from that place. Correct. So it really started to change how I wanted, and I, I really felt my time was limited. And because of limited time, I had like really laser laser focus, right. Right. which really helped me, it conditioned my mind to look very purposefully at how I wanted to live each day. And that shifted it for me in right. terms of holistic health and energy work and spirituality being integrated into a daily an ordinary life. So, in religious terms, we call that consecrating the ordinary. So, it was really blessing all these ordinary, somewhat mundane, repetitive tasks that we do all the time yes, and right.
1: making them have an added meaning. Yeah. What a gift, in a sense. I mean, yeah. it's such a gift. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we, we walk through this world so mindlessly most of the time. So true. And so true. we take so much for granted. Not, uh, you know, not on purpose. We're Of course. It's, but it's unintentional. You know, because we don't have this hanging over our head like mm-hmm. that. You know, yes. in our face, like you said. Yeah. You know, it's always yeah. in the background, but it's not yeah. in our face.
2: Mm-hmm. I think it it, it not only shifted my focus, but our family's perspective. Sure. So my husband commuted to Manhattan uh, CPA and all of that and it and he did not take on as he he was able to always put his family as the priority yeah. mm-hmm. and I truly needed him. I was out here isolated right so um, so it was okay, how do I make friends and what do I do with my time because it's so precious And back then they didn't even have support groups no so right. it was a really phenomenal thing now. There is a whole interdisciplinary team, thank goodness, that works alongside a patient. That was foreign. So I was inventing things to, to sustain me um, and to build up my resiliency. And that's what I teach. I teach from actually a point of limit, how limit cannot, um, it defines the moment, but it, but it was always the bigger picture. Yeah. How do I look at myself as with this duality and integrate right. both parts of magnificence and limit, which is right. what really we all are about every day. We right. just don't acknowledge that um, challenge that right. we all face. Right, right, <laughs> right. that's right. So I was accepting the challenge, and I, uh, I felt that I, I honored, right. I honored who I was and I tried to instill self-compassion. Because there's a part that just wants to reject the hurting place,
0: of course. So that helps. It's that. so natural, right? We don't yeah. want to be uncomfortable. Uh, we don't want to go not. there with of the fear not. and the and the scarcity and the exactly short life that you were yeah. threatened with. Right, <laughs> right. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. and, and so is a
2: great word because yeah. it was very much like that. Mm. And so often, it was interesting how people thought it was contagious. So they thought cancer was contagious. I lost many friends. Really? And I think because wow. I was so young, it, they were not on, on that... Per, uh, it, p- death was not even in the periphery. Right. Even their parents were at that point. Right. Very, like midlifers. Yeah. So who was thinking in those terms? But I always had to kind of think in those terms because I came from a very traumatic childhood as well. So I had a few things stacked against me. Yeah. And so it was the ability to look at life... Um, and seek the good. Mm-hmm. So that there are three or four things that are my tenets that I that were ingrained in me, or they would get they were just grace. They were just literally gift. And one is that I was special. Yeah, and I was deserving of all that life had to offer, as I believe everyone is. Um, and the second is to seek the good. That was a real um, urgency in me.
0: Mm.
2: And when I found the good, I wanted to relish in it, and right. Um, right. and I think then the third would be an ability to learn how to seek that. So no one really teaches us that. No. How do oh, we no. How do we know how to identify what is what resonates with us? We use that language now, but back then. Right. People weren't using that language. (laughs) And so, Reiki, I was going for Reiki sessions and I was going for formation as a spiritual director, trying everything to help my. And the fourth would be emotional intelligence. I was looking to develop coping skills Mm -hmm. to address my emotional distress. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. Wow, it seems like you've no. had seven lifetimes already.
0: <laughs> I know. Yes. I am you're. like a cat with nine lives. <laughs> you yes. are. So. You're, it sounds so much like, I'm just thinking that you've had such a past that you're, you're here to heal. True. That's yeah. right. It was that's lineage
2: ins- work. Yes. It was lineage work yes. coming from, uh, you know, uh, uneducated, low middle class family, mm-hmm. urban setting. Right. Um, did not understand boundaries, did not really even value education. So, I'm the first, my husband and I are both the first college graduates in our family. Wow. And I actually received a scholarship because I wouldn't have been able to go. Uh-huh. Wow. So, yeah. I, it was a program for underprivileged children who showed some potentiality. Thank goodness. So, potential yeah. is always that, maybe that's that fifth spoke, in that <laughs> hub of groundedness. And, and thriving, and it would be that ability to, you know, seize those moments and look at where there is a possibility for a shift or a change or some potential. So that whole aspect of, you know, this dying process that I was really going through was um, there has to be more here, yeah. and how can I Learn how to assess where that would be. So, accessing it was a huge skill set that I try to
0: enable people to have.
2: How do you access that?
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm reflecting on what you just said this deathing process that you said. I'm, I'm not sure that was the right, exactly the same term, but it's almost like that, that part, that old whatever, died to make room for all of this Mm -hmm. transformation Mm -hmm. that you've brought to so many people. So I imagine over these many years, you've really touched a lot of lives. Thank you for saying so.
2: And I I consider it a vocation. I consider it a a work of um, aligning with source, divine energy, and uh, love, light, whatever words, God, language, to align with my own god within mm-hmm. and and when i offer reiki that's how i that's how i provide the the care it's looking at what is whole in the person what needs to be like illuminated if you will so that they have courage and hope and possibility again potentiality and that part of them then ministers to and tends to right tend and befriend yeah. tends to the place where they are resisting or um, wanting no part of mm. the pain mm. or the limit so that that's an integrative piece for me and it really comes from their own capacity to identify the good that's that's existing alongside the limit of course we always
1: have these shadow sides and this shadow but the one thing you said that i want i keyed in on was that you you find the wholeness or the the, the wholeness about them and that's that's a mantra that we always have here mm-hmm. that there people you hear people say that they're broken or someone's broken, and we don't believe that if you're here, you're not broken, <laughs> <That's> right? <laughs> you yeah, know, it, so broken true. means done. You're done. You're yeah. finished. Yes, and yes. and so there's all always a chance of potential, like you said, mm-hmm. to heal. Um, right. Because yes, yeah, you might be fractured, but you're not broken. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And I think it's uh, it, it
2: so often we need that spiritual nourishment or emotional support mm-hmm. to then begin to start recognizing that, that, you know, fragmented places or schisms in us or less integrated or undeveloped areas, we'll use all those words mm-hmm. for, for limit, um, is where actually light can then see. It's the access point. So I think that's what this... All this very long history with cancer has taught me that it became the access point yeah. instead of the debilitating point of an right. no overturn. That was really that so I am very I thrive on almost faith based language because it speaks of resurrection, of it course. speaks of new life. Yeah. And I resonate with that kind of language because it's so hope filled and yes. so yes. hope-based. Yes. And we need that element of courage. Um in hard work and deep work and transformative work,
1: absolutely. Mm. I loved. I love that. I love oh, the yeah. light through the fracture. That idea is beautiful. It's yeah. such a
2: and um, we are that, yeah. like a little mosaic, right? Yeah, and then there's little yeah. places where where the light can beam through, or and so it really, it supports one's ability to thrive when we start to identify those places, and then. Uh, have resources or tools, so that's what Reiki enabled for me, and then to incorporate it with physics language, you know, some some substantiated scientific documentation that um, allows people to because we're in a culture that needs proof. Yes, yes. and so much of the work that I do is. In a sense, unsubstantiated, because people don't trust their own experiences of the holy within themselves. They doubt themselves. Of course. So a lot of the work that I do is about empowering so you can learn how to access what's already given that you just have to tap into Mm -hmm. and claim.
0: Ah, that's such that resonates too, because we really are all we are whole already, and there's so much beauty and innate wisdom that that somehow has been hidden yeah. or crushed yeah. or challenged or all of the
2: buried, buried, yep. buried all of
0: that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: and a culture that looks for quick results yeah. that mm-hmm. looks for perfection or striving for achievement oriented. Has a different value system, mm-hmm. so we're not taught within our co- our contemporary culture to look for what's hidden right. or what seems right. less evident to us,
0: right.
2: or just by practice. That's why we call all these modalities practices, right? Right, exactly. Because we have to just keep doing that's it all right, her- <laughs> yeah, to really feel some sense of. And I don't want to use the word mastery because it feels like it's a one-up or above. It's really for a level of competence Mm -hmm. and and cultivating inner capability. Yes. And that's powerful for people.
0: Well, one of the other things you said there is that it's work. (laughs) Yes. And I just want to... I want to reiterate that because we, as just repeating what you said, we're so quick fix and we're so, we want immediate nice. gratification and results. And, mm-hmm. but we didn't get where we are today quickly either. You mm-hmm. know, it's patterned, it's patterned behavior and habits Correct. and thought process and mm-hmm. stories that need to be unbraided, unwoven and, Robin and, language. you know, Absolutely. releasing mm-hmm. that, to be able to, you know, letting some stuff go to be able to open up to yes. the, the new. And it's practice. And it's practice and it's discipline. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I
2: think it begins with what I said was my first precept, if you will, is our own belovedness, our own capacity to see how lovable we truly are. Mm. Belovedness is a spiritual concept that is articulated in us incarnate. In, in, in making something manifest, we start to believe it. So therein lies that whole spe- space or need for discipline or practice or steadiness. So a lot of times, why I offer in many places, and in unlikely places, some of my enrichment programs, as I mentioned at the park system, <laughs> where we're doing, instead of recreation, we're doing recreation. Same word, and then we're Same word. Of, yeah, yeah. reframing it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it helps people to start Broadening the possibility yep. of accessing and experience—it's a real nice introduction to a very, very deep work actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's through embodiment. That's why we talked about incarnate. I talked the word. I said the word incarnate. Um, and then it's psychological, as well as the spiritual dimension. So we're looking for whole body responses. Mm-hmm. Um, and accessing from many, many ways with multiple modalities because not everything resonates with everyone. Right. right and right. sometimes you feel like doing one thing and then it, it loses its, its charge for you. Right. And that's okay too. So I think we're diverse and the practices, I think, and the disciplines should be uh, rich and full and multifaceted.
1: What I what I really enjoyed about that the the other night when you were here and we were learning about Reiki and I've had Reiki before, but I didn't I didn't understand the depth of it I suppose you know someone did I was in a tennis situation and you know I had an aching knee and Mm. they put their hands Hands on on. me Mm -hmm. so and it and it worked for you know it felt better for several hours after that that was my understanding of Reiki Mm. (laughs) and and very nice that you experienced it in a positive experience of course and so so i was interested to hear you know i didn't really know what you were going to do you said Mm -hmm. you were going to introduce reiki i didn't know exactly what we were going to do but what i found so interesting to me Mm -hmm. is the how, how the spiritual part of it yes is so it's so much a part of it it can't be separated out of it it can't and how you presented it And you coming from a spiritual background, a a traditional religious spiritual background, the Catholic religion, and how that, what we think of as the dogma of religion. Yes, Yes. And the limits of it. And the limits of it. Yeah. That wasn't even a part of anything that you did. What Mm -hmm. you did for me, and I come from a background of no religious background, Mm. was you showed me what spirituality truly means which is what I think religion was founded on originally and it has gone in many different directions but what you showed me was the the true meaning of it and and how it is incorporated in everything we do and that's when I thank you and that's when I use
2: the words consecrate the ordinary it's that Mm -hmm. capacity for us to look at Elements that seem so ordinary, right. so part of our daily routine, and recognize the more that's essential in it, inherent in it, yes. just like inherent in us. So we talk about in Reiki, this God consciousness, the Ray part of the Japanese mm-hmm. word, this uh, Christ consciousness, heightened, elevated love recognition. We'll call it the benevolent force. And the key or prana or chi, is moving the benevolent force mm-hmm. in ways that allow a person to receive and become harmonious with the energy, one with, and that connectedness. And that is really the definition of spirituality, isn't it? Because it, it is finding that at one minute, we call it, like atonement, when we break up that word, it's at one minute. it's that ability to feel unified interiorly or internally and externally, and with one another. Mm-hmm. So for me, coming from a very dysfunctional, addictive, very uh, no-boundary kind of environment, it, I lived in a tenement, my parents never owned a home, I needed to learn boundaries, but I needed to learn fluidity in energy mm. so that we can be united, but I still remain in my container. So I do a lot of work with people that have had trauma, whether it be from a physical thing, a sexual abuse, or certain like things like that. And the Reiki has, the, the way it's such a gentle touch when people are fully clothed, it enables them to receive without feeling threat mm-hmm. or in some way right. violation. Right. Mm-hmm. So I work with the gentlest of our populations that need a little extra care and reassurance that they remain fully clothed my hands don't even have to be touching them mm-hmm. and they will feel because it's earth energy it's heavenly chi coming down and through me as the first recipient actually to then you know direct it if you will or create the atmosphere around the biofield that we so it interpenetrates both of us. Mm-hmm. So it's a win-win. We're yeah. both receiving. So mm-hmm. I don't know any other modality that offers that ability for my personal expansiveness and not at the expense of my energy. Right. That's a beautiful thing that you shared with us too. Yeah. 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 Right. So I think even though Reiki has no religion, the ability to feel it on such a deep level is also a way to experience it spiritually right. without it being dogmatic yes. as you mentioned. Right. Thank you. Thank you for making that clarification too or receiving it that way because right. it it makes it approachable, doesn't it? Yes, yes absolutely. With No hindrance, right? Or, and language can actually deter us from the experience, right? Because of our past experiences, of course. Right. So, I'm always so grateful when people like you opened up this sacred space and then people came to no. So we'll be doing Reiki Reishu here. So we'll then explore more fully those five precepts or elements of Reiki. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are not used to knowing that our language, right, those the powerful mantras that are part of Reiki, offer people another way to receive it. Mm. So it doesn't only have to be hands-on, which is really a broadening of our concepts of how do we receive Reiki and how do we
0: take care of ourselves. So words matter. Absolutely. Thus this uh, podcast. Yeah. Words Absolutely. matter. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. way we speak to ourselves, this way the way exactly. we speak with each other, and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It has so much energy in it. It does, it,
2: yeah, and, and it's a potency, and we have a responsibility. Um, and again, coming from a neighborhood that was, you know, very a group of people that are very outspoken, and it's wonderful to be direct. I'm a very direct person but to temper it with compassion right. and some tenderness. Mm-hmm. So then the work and how we represent our spirituality or the God within is with the same level of integrity. And it makes, I think, the, the grace of my story or my narrative is that it somehow legitimizes the work because I have credibility, mm-hmm. because I suffered much. Mm-hmm. On the journey. I'm not coming from a place of dominance over or just academic or you know degrees. Right. It's real yes. feet on the ground, walking the walk, That's being right. real with it, and learning from my own self coming from my family of origin and then really evolving through many socioeconomic groups too. And this inclusivity that the grace of that neighborhood taught me um, that I still hold on to is that we really have to integrate more our full selves and our own stories like it's their legitimacy wherever we began you know and that's the I think that's the hope-filled
1: work yeah yeah and I think why you're so authentic that there's nothing wrong with people learning and and practicing what they learn but of course that's wonderful but the to be able to experience life and really to dig in mm-hmm. you you were all in you <laughs> all in and and to come with that experience and to be to learn from that and to I don't even want to say teach because it's you're sharing it's not yes. even that you're teaching you're sharing mm-hmm. and that it's so that authenticity is so important i think in this work for it sure is. you know it's not just that you're t- t- telling facts and and things exactly. like that, that information that we can pass to each other easily, mm-hmm. it's its a deeper understanding and it's a deeper, yes. it's beyond words, it's beyond... Right. Our, Even
2: the experience of it, I appreciate you saying it so much, it's its knowledge, but it's also tapping into a deep knowing that we all have within our own intuitive system, right? Right. right. Yeah. The spirit within whichever language you want to use, and it's helping people to cultivate it again not to know something that someone else doesn't right but to fully accept themselves exactly so it really comes about so i had to the journey really has been accepting my full self Mm -hmm. my full history Mm -hmm. warts and all you know yeah lots of trauma and all and having some sense of recovery and reclaiming right I, i wrote uh two articles were published and one was on as I am which is this whole this whole gift of what spiritual direction and spiritual companionship is all about and then the other was was about reclaiming my innocence hmm. so to come to you know being robbed of so many ages and stages yeah. that we take for granted we assume right. we're going to have those kinds of life experience, that we don't have to think of these traumatic things so soon in life, um, was not a luxury for me. It it wasn't a given. Um, So I had to know I was still deserving of it and figure out how to reclaim it. And then the irony became that I never lost it in the first place. (laughs) That was the the, the great uh uh aha moment. Beautiful. Yeah. And so I think when people hear the story, my story, (laughs) they're, you know, how can you still be so hope-filled? How can you, you know, have that capacity to dream? So I came from a family of survivors. There was no ability to dream. They were just surviving. right. What they helped me with tremendously through not you know what not to do kind of thing, which is also a
0: great way of learning. That's right,
2: uh, (laughs) is that I wanted to be able to know that I have the capacity to dream big dreams, that it was possible for me. And even if I didn't attain it, I I had that ingrained Mm deservedness. Of, of that specialist, whatever word you want to call. Mm-hmm. So, keep, to keep it really started to help me to establish, um, it's, as in step eight from the 12 step spiritual, I go forth lovingly while I'm taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. We miss that mm-hmm. ca- caveat as women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we just barrel through and take care of others. Yes, we do. And we really forget the whole self care piece which you, in all your principles and teaching here at Nourish, enable people to see it, again, from many angles of dedicating time to their own worthiness and worth and value. Tremendous. And that's actually what they give. So I think that's what I, I, I think, ultimately represent is another person's capacity. If you see it in me and you know that you can see it, you already have it. Yes. Otherwise right. you wouldn't have been able to see it. Exactly. Right. How cool <laughs> is that? So I think yes. that's the illuminated piece of the work, which feels very, very spiritual. Yeah. And it is. Yeah. But it's actually completely real and right. true. Right. That's right. And accessible. Yes. So that's the other piece is yep. let's make things accessible. Yeah. So people have opportunity And all my classes are experiential. So it's not just theological or practical or presentation work. It's the ability to, okay, let's practice these modalities right now. Right. And which one really touched your heart or helped you to move better or feel less pain or whatever it is that a person is seeking when they first come to the class in the first place. Right.
0: That's right. right.
1: What was it like when... I guess the more science people started accepting it, so mm. that it was coming into hospitals. Yes, so exciting. So, yeah, tell me about that process because here you were coming in where people were. You're you're on the fringes. Yes. You know, people didn't know what that was. It was some kind of alternative, mm. weird thing over there. But all of a sudden, it it was in hospitals. Yes, it
2: validated it. it for so many because mm-hmm. we are as a culture very prove it. Yeah, yeah, substantiated and. Rightfully so, to many degrees. But there are so many things we cannot substantiate, but they are as significant and life-giving as proof, if you will. Absolutely. Like love, right. like care, compassion, right. all those things. Right. Tenderness. Right. right. So we know it, right? We know it's, it's important, but we don't need proof of those right. things. Right, right. And so this kind of, this actually helped to legitimize it even though I always, already knew from my own personal experience of how course. wonderful it was and Transformative. Yes. But it did help to make it. And for me, I've always walked in many paths. I think that's why I'm so nomadic, and I, I visit wonderful places as yours and, and bond and have a relationship here. And then also I have the spiritual discipline of detachment. There's no clinging. There is with open arms and open hands, and then I can release it as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Because that is something that happens when you are near death. You know letting go is part of the process right. for you, um, whether you like it or not, <laughs> which I didn't like. Right. But it is what it is. So I would always say that um, my son and then my daughter were really in- endowed to me, gift, right. as is my love relationship with my husband just gift. Right. And for however long. Right. And then knowing the spirituality, it has that eternal element to it as well. Of course. Which was so wonderful for me. But I think, you know, when Sloan, where I go still now for diagnostic, you know, God willing, when I go next month it will be my seventh year cancer free. Okay. So but that's a very short span, girls, Yes. Of yes, time cancer free. free. But yes, I've had this long history. Right. But I count each moment of it as a celebration. When they began to look at the human person as multifaceted, yes, they recognized the essential need, and I use both words in their full impact, essential need to address the psychological, the emotional, and the energetic well-being of a person. Mm-hmm. And now, thank goodness, like, even insurance companies, which, you know, they're they're like pharma. They're yeah. pharma. They're hardcore. Yeah, you yeah. cannot get a, an ounce yeah. of money from them. Right. And yet acupuncture is, yeah. is allowed to be, you know, you only pay a copay because it has been proven for chemotherapy patients to alleviate nausea. Mm-hmm. It's exciting for us yeah. you know, to yeah. know that there is an energy system yes. in addition to the circulatory system and, and right. all the organ systems right it's yeah. the other dimension to us that we neglect so it's wonderful that they are not neglecting it anymore because right. it's an essential component but i've always walked in in my religious life in in that capacity to work in retreat centers and and churches i've had to learn how to use language for the other yes. parts, the energetic metaphysical parts of my myself, to recognize that it, for me it was the healing ministry, the healing touch of Jesus. It was that ability to recognize as a wisdom figure, he was touching people mm-hmm. and transforming their lives with word and deed. And we're doing, okay. we're just, I'm just carrying that same ministry forward. But so I I wasn't always welcome in that right, terrain. Right, right. And then I go into more academic places mm-hmm. that want me to only be cerebral right. about it. And they don't want any emotion attached. So, <laughs> oh, so I really have never felt a sense of belonging to any one place, right. including my own family of origin
0: home. Maybe yeah. that's your biggest gift is that you can, but you can go to all these places and help open them to this gift without the attachment of any one of these places. And that
2: deep clinging of group mentality. I don't have it because one, I didn't want to be identified with one group that would Eliminate the possibilities mm-hmm. of that potentiality of what other things could offer. And I think they have that logic, if you will, or mindset, because they're not in distress. See, I came from deep suffering. So I'm looking, I'm an open book. Like, let me try that. Let me try this nutritional bent and let me try macrobiotic. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm exploring to see what works best for my body and to my mind and my spirit. So people who are really well equipped, if, if you will, uh, normal <laughs> uh, in that range, they're not seekers. Mm-hmm. I had desperation mm-hmm. as the impetus mm-hmm. to move forward. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's served me well. And that's what that's, I guess, is that my sixth or seventh tenant?
0: <laughs> here, here it is. It's,
2: Let's make good out of something. That's the if we could make meaning, right? Viktor Frankl talks about that that as a Holocaust survivor. We need to make good and gain meaning from things that seem really desolate and meaningless and despairing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the testimony um, of of a resilient spirit, and also the the work these modalities made it possible for me mm-hmm. to thrive. And I take great, I hold them with great reverence in my hand and I impart them that way. So I think that's the other, it's not only authenticity, but it's its really having a, not just a mindset, but a disposition of the heart of how sacred we all are mm-hmm. and how sacred the work is. Um, and I hope that that comes through because oh, it's, oh, it's it so it's so meaningful to me. I can't that. have it um, be puff poofed. You know, right. it's right. So, it's so it's so sacred. Yes, yes. and I want yeah. and because I didn't have that deep sense of belonging or ca- connectedness, the work has enabled me to connect deeply with right. ra- actual complete strangers yeah. in the moment. And how, that is contemplation. That is meditation. You're yeah. literally in the moment making this sacred connection but you're not attached to each other only in the moment and then you move out of it so it's very lovely to feel unencumbered in many ways very Mm -hmm. responsible for the work very driven by the need to empower others but also detached enough to say when it's your time it'll it'll present itself Mm -hmm. and it might not be me which is great freedom for me. I feel so responsible in my life. Right.
0: right. Yeah. Such yeah. a
2: great freedom to say I offer it. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It, it's up to you to pick it up. Yes. Yes. And experience yeah. it together with me. And if not, that you know,
0: That's blessings, okay. right. and I move on. Yeah. yeah. I That's think beautiful. A good thing. That's. So I think beautiful. we really resonate with that yeah. idea. Yeah. We really do, as health coach, health and wellness coaches. We yeah. aren't. We yeah. aren't. The master, you know, the 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 client is, right. and our job is to walk next to them oh, and help ask questions and help mm-hmm. yeah just walk with them, yeah. Yeah. and how
2: appreciative your clients must be. I'm sure that's the case because you cannot be so so own a girls, you know, and that is actually that is like a really hard thing for us. Yeah. We think it's not humility. But that, it's false humility to, to dishonor what's right, the truth. Right. And the truth yes. is that that is one of your sacred tenets and precepts that allows the others that you have your, your points that you address mm-hmm. with, with your clients mm-hmm. to actually be manifested. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the under, everything that's undergirding it. That's who you, uh, and that is actually who you essentially are, and that's powerful. That's powerful. So a lot of the work is helping people to own their own vision Mm -hmm. of themselves, Mm -hmm. exactly, and who they really are. Exactly, it's beautiful, and that we are a work in progress. You know, always, all of us, and forever. (laughs) That's right, and it's a really, it's it it allows for. Uh, humanity to come through yeah. our failings, our shortcomings, yeah. our foibles. Right, we yeah. all have them. It the work has taught me, and I think um, having illness so young has taught me not only in, the imperfection of life for sure mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. tremendous disappointment, <laughs> right, but that limit can be an again an opening, an access point, mm-hmm. right. right which I mentioned before, to a greater and deeper integration of our full humanity. Mm -hmm. Because we're all, so often when, I don't know if this happens with you, but people are looking at acquiring spirituality
1: (laughs) as if it's a commodity. Right. Right. As if it doesn't exist before they acquired it. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Or they have to, like, earn it. Yeah. yeah. And check all the boxes. Yeah. And
2: And it's, it's, you know... I think that was uh, a great lesson for me, and, and a scriptural truth for me is that the least will become first. You know, we nice. hear that mm-hmm. scripture, and I was the least mm-hmm. amongst the people. So I, I didn't come from power. I didn't come from status. I didn't come from wealth or degrees. Or so I, ha- I was work- I was acquiring, in a sense, from both worlds, mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. in the world and doing what we normally do to strive and and uh, gain gain success and gain knowledge. And then I was also concurrently working alongside the parts that um, couldn't be measured but were equally important. Right. And that was deciding, my husband and I decided before our children to be an at-home mother. That was a decision we made yeah together prior to and all of our decisions from that point meant well a cheaper house you know (laughs) not not a built-in pool first go around you know all those things that lure us to forget who we essentially are so may I mention to the to your audience is to really to accept oneself is to really identify what is of great value to you what really gives you meaning what wakes you up in the morning. What are you willing to sacrifice? Those help you. Once You'll see how really integrated you already are Mm -hmm. and how wise you already are when you look at the choices you've made and what, again, undergirded those choices that propel them into actualization. And for me, everything had to be, like I said before, like a laser beam because I didn't know how much time I was going to have. So I wanted to make it as meaningful and potent as possible right? so that it would be my legacy. Yep. It yeah. would be part of my, not just my journey personally, but something that I can impart to another. I think that's why it's so important for me to continue to still teach yeah. and facilitate yep. these opportunities because i it's legacy work
1: at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it is. <laughs> it is very exciting. exciting. Yes, yeah, so so
1: on that note tell us yeah. what is coming up. Tell let our audience know how they can find you and oh, how yeah. they can be thank with you. Thank you.
0: As a nomad, you've got many places you go. Let's start with this one.
2: How okay. about that first? Yes. So I will be here in January to do a chakra clearing class to help people to learn many tools to access and create safe boundaries for themselves. And not be afraid of other people's energy in a frightening way. Mm. So we're trying to diminish the fear. So the class is actually called Chakra Clearing with Love. Because we don't want it to be fear-based. Like, how do I protect myself from so-and-so? It's not about that. It's about really owning your own, your own energy and recognizing that when we interface with someone else, there might be just a different frequency. And so it doesn't feel meshed or aligned, but it doesn't mean there's harm as well. So that's coming up here. And then we will do a Reiki Reishu where people will learn all the five precepts and experience the five elements of Reiki. And then a Reiki training will happen here, which is so exciting. I will be at Monmouth County Parks doing our recreation to help <laughs> manifest change for the new year. Yes. And, uh, practice a lot of self-acceptance and self-compassion tools. There are multiple classes there. And I am at the Upper Room Spiritual Center for the next two months, and there I'm doing emotional freedom work. So we've gone through, for an entire year, one step a month of the 12 steps, integrating it with energetic work, the traditional 12 steps. So we come from an addictive culture, right? uh, And it manifests, as we well know, in many, many ways. And so it's really...
0: Unlearning
2: a belief system that we've been conditioned to believe is the only way to live. Right. And so after that work, we went. I moved to emotional freedom work, Judith Orloff's work, and um, now the last two months are integrating those two those two contributions to American spirituality. So that's what I'm doing there, and uh, and I'm at Mind and Body Healing Center in Colts Colts Neck. And again, do spiritual enrichment and energetic, and integrative work.
0: And I thank you for that. Wow. Thank you for
2: allowing me to do a little plug. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> right. absolutely. Yeah. We'll
0: put all that information in the in the, the show know. notes. So, sure. Show. Sure. Sure. <laughs> What I was like, what is I'll, that? I'll put all sure. that. We'll put all that information in the show notes. (laughs) Good luck with that one. (laughs) I might leave it in there. Yeah. It's actually pretty funny.
1: And real. It is nuts. nuts. (laughs) They're (laughs) like golden nuts. They are they're nuggets.
0: I love (laughs) it. Very funny, girls. Oh my gosh. All right. What else? Is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? And I'm smiling. We're also yeah, smiling yeah. so
2: so beautifully yeah, yeah. because I think, and I'm, I'm a little teary because I think it's so heartfelt between us of that yes. earnestness yes. to bring yeah. about the good. Yes. yes, and that's what we celebrate. Tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'd like your listeners to know that what you offer here is more and deeper than a certain you know diet plan, which you, I know you don't even right, 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 but. It's it's more than a lifestyle even. Yeah. And yet it is it's I don't know, way of life makes the most sense of to course, say. Right. But it's right. so much more because our hearts are attached to it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They're exactly. really receiving yeah. a piece of us. Yeah. yeah. So talk about legacy work. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. Yeah. It's tremendous. We we become, for me, I feel like an elder and mm. I feel very motherly
0: mm-hmm. in the
2: best sense of the word. Real yeah. divine feminine energy yeah yeah of of nurturing especially other women but all peoples that Want to tap into their essential goodness. Yep. So it's so it's so, so beautiful. It is beautiful.
0: And then I'll go and I'll just go food shopping.
2: I know. Yes. I, know I know. And I, because, you know, that's nice. I mean, because This
0: is life. But you'll see the avocado and be like, oh, oh, "Yeah, yes. oh, <laughs> this is love. so true." So true. But it's like the ordinary stuff. So it's yeah. You
2: know, I I, I guess I want your listeners to really relish their life as it is. That's full acceptance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think that's the piece maybe that's why I brought in a little bit of my own darkness or my own limits so that people can see what I have chosen a different different way to have had this all, it was not designed by me. Let mm-hmm. me just say that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would have never chosen any of this. Right. But it's what we do with it that right. makes the greatest exactly. difference. Exactly so I want it. them to recognize that if they felt feel inspired or excited by what we're saying, seize the moment, say a small yes, and then allow it to blossom. Because I think there's something so wonderful. It has to start with consent. So whenever we give Reiki, and particularly when we send it to someone who's not in our field, present moment, we must ask consent. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to thank your listeners because when they listen to this, they've they've already consented. There's some yes Mm, acceptance involved in it already. Right. And that allows the energy to almost snowball in terms of accessing more high vibration. To make something really good happen. Yeah. So I'm going to thank them in advance as I yeah. thank you because it's yeah. part of that wonderfulness that just keeps generating even more and higher frequencies. Yes. Absolutely.
1: Well, Grace, wow. you couldn't have been named more accurately. First of uh, all, thank you so that, nice. I mean that was a name given to you, and obviously you thank <laughs> you, you embody that. Thank you. And like you said before, you thank are special. You are truly. You are truly a special person, and I believe you were really put here to help heal the world. I'm deeply touched. Thank you so much. It really, really touches my heart, and I'm so grateful for your
2: all of our vulnerability today. You know, we're not coming from a place of real power. We're coming from heartfelt energy of deep love yeah. for one another which we, by listeners we don't even know each other well <laughs> this is my third time in their company i want you to know something magical is happening that is yeah magical. that's yeah. magical yeah. Yeah. right yeah yeah that we can evoke this level of depth of emotion that yeah. yeah. says the spirits alive and the benevolent forces right. in, in in movement here yeah.
0: right and that that is just going to carry us today beautiful. so thank you thank beautiful. beautiful thanks for listening Keep the conversation going at nourishcoaches.com and stay tuned for more Nourish Noshes as we continue our quest to make the world a healthier place.